Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Bootstrap Hawaii, the show where you get to follow me trying to take an app that is absolutely not working at all and trying to get it to the point where uh, people are using it and it's doing well and doing good things in the world. My name is Ryan Isaki, as usual. And if you've seen the title of today's episode, you kind of already have an idea of what I'm going to talk about. It's going to be a really uncomfortable episode for me because it's really going to show like how dumb I am and how much mistakes I still make every day. And But I think it's um, a really good thing to share with people who, who maybe are considering starting their first business or considering starting like launching a, a self-funded startup, a bootstrap startup, because it shows that, you know, people make mistakes and nothing's really fatal or anything. It just happens and we got to work through it. And that's what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And so, um, I guess let's just get into it. So for the past week, I recorded the last podcast on Monday, and today's Friday, I'm recording this episode. So I kind of talked about what I was going to be trying to do for this week. And so for a refresher on that, uh, I wanted to contact a bunch of students and customers to try to figure out, you know, why they're not doing the steps that I'd hoped that they would be doing, you know, the desired actions of a user. And so I got in touch. I sent out emails to, you know, 30 or so people that have registered accounts on Listen on the Ground. Six got back to me. So I, I've, I've done six so far calls. I've talked to six people on the phone or Skype so far. And basically, I went back and started just revalidating the idea. I talked, I asked them, you know, like, what was your goals when you signed up for the site? Um, what, were your, what were your expectations? And what did you really hope to accomplish? And uh, so that so the answers that I got back from from this uh, idea validation again, basically we just went all the way back to the beginning, what you're supposed to be doing before you do anything. But it was it was kind of bittersweet because you know I was talking to these people and they're all super excited about you know the the potential and the possibilities that they could do, but it became fairly evident fairly quickly that what we had built is not the most conducive way and the best way to service what they actually want. Um, we had a lot of assumptions, like I said in the past, that we did not validate properly. And um, the thing about it is we, the assumptions that we were we carried into this project were years old. You know, like I had kind of mentioned, we did this thing two years ago. And markets change and customer wants change. What, what, uh, what our customers may have wanted in 2013 is not the same as they want in 2015, 2016. And so... It was kind of like a buzzkill for me because I was kind of going into like, okay, here, I'm just going to find out what little things we're going to need to tweak in the app. And the more I talked to these people, the more it seemed like we're going to need to just start all over from from nothing again. And so we're just out $50,000 that we could have used for marketing or you know developing something that people actually do want. So basically, um, let's just get into kind of like uh, what I discovered during the call, in the calls. So during the calls, for when, you're, when you're doing any kind of like customer development or idea validation, the, the general rule of thumb is, you, well, first of all, you don't want to lead the, the person you're talking to, meaning you don't want to influence what they're saying. A lot of people go into validation calls or idea, do, do idea validation by trying to convince the person that what they're talking about is a good idea. And um, most people, you'll find humans are just generally good people and most people don't want to tell you you're dumb or you're doing things badly. And so even on these calls, I had to tell the people because I I could feel some of them were kind of holding back and not wanting to be completely honest because they actually liked 
like the ukulele around and like what we're trying to do. So, so I had to tell them like, you know, don't be afraid to just be blunt and say things suck if they don't like it. And some of them got really good at it, you know, as we went on. But yeah, it was really uncomfortable for some of the people. But you have to have the mindset when you're doing this idea of validation sets. You're just trying to learn as much as you can. You're not trying to sell anything because um, that's not the point of it. The point is to, to really hear what the customers and your users want from your experience of your app. And so you can figure out how to deliver it to them. And so basically... Like I said, I've only done six so far, so I need to get in touch with more people. A lot of most people didn't email me back, so I gotta maybe reach out again. Um, but um, but from the six people that I've I've talked to, I've already started to see some trends as far as what they're asking for. The general gist of what these people are saying is they all want to get better at X or they want to work on X, and X is some variable of it can be a bunch of, a bunch of things. You know, some people like want to learn how to play specific songs or a group of songs, or they want to just get from advanced beginner to intermediate and they don't know what steps to take and they want someone to help them. Um, or, you know, they just, they're, they're a completely, complete beginner and they want to just get from zero to advanced beginner. And so the X varies, but they all kind of said the same thing where they feel they need um, the feedback of someone in person uh, to really, to get them there because they've tried. All these people, a lot of these people have gone through Ukulele Round Plus some of them are still members. Some are not members anymore, and they told me why, which is actually really useful for Ukulele Underground, so we can work on that. But um, but basically, they, they all came to the same conclusion, regardless of what their X was, that they need someone to help them um, and answer their questions and where they're getting stuck because they feel like it's too hard to do that through email or through a video. It's much easier if you just were sitting down with people. And so that's basically a lot of what they wanted to do was they want they want help with this thing, this X, whatever variable that X equals whatever for them. And they just want to find the teacher that can help them. Like one teacher that is a good match to them. And they just want to take a lesson from that teacher every week indefinitely. Or some said like, you know, six months or six weeks. or But for a long time, not just like one, one lesson. They want to find the teacher. And once they find the teacher that's a right fit for them, they just want to keep going over and over and over again. This is kind of where it... What we have now is not really set up to do that, right? What we have at Lesson Underground, which was developed, um, is really kind of based more on like a one-time lesson thing here and there. And, and you know, some people kind of did say like that's something that they wanted, but the overwhelming majority of the people that I talked to said, no, they want to take lessons every week as soon as they find someone who's a really great fit for them. And so this was a problem um, that, we came, that I talked to my partner about after I talked to these people because they told, they essentially told me like, just do this and I'll, we're, I'm willing to pay this every week, you know? And I was telling the partner, man, like we kind of know what, I mean, so far, like I said, I got to talk to more people, but so far it sounds like people want this. And in order to do that with the app that we built, um, we're going to need to pay more money to figure it out, how to fix it and get people to, to have these features put back in that they could easily do that. And, and, my partner is like, yeah, but what's the return on that? You know, like we've already put in so much money and we had a return. It's like, you know, we had two lessons booked and that's like a commission off the lessons. It's not even the full lesson price. And so it's kind of like, how much more money do we need to put in and what kind of ROI are we going to get on this? And so we kind of both came to the conclusion independently, actually. And then we kind of talked about it when we got together again. It's like, we need to just go back. And I talked about and what I would do to, you know, now, as an MVP, if I were starting over a new site like this. And so that's basically what we kind of realized we got to do. We got to go back to MVP 
and we got to just do this like really poorly bootstrapped, like saving, like basically with the same mentality as we had when we started Ukulele Underground because it's not really worth it for us to put too much more money in until we see significant traction. And so, um, so some, some of the things that, uh, let me see my notes here. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't like editing podcasts, so I just kind of wing it and you kind of have to just suffer with me. Uh, hopefully my goal is to get better at this thing. At least I got rid of the echo, I think. I, I figured out how to get rid of the echo on it. So hopefully it's not as echoey this episode. Anyways, so um, yeah, so I discussed it with my partner, Aaron. We both independently came to the conclusion that, you know, we're going to need to go back to, to day, day one and just build an MVP, revalidate the true validate not revalidate anymore it's like validating an idea so like now we we have to we're basically just starting over so like if you're starting a new business and and um you want to know what to do or you think you should be doing this is basically what you should be doing and so uh so like yeah like i said um i'd like to say one thing too is like um I talked to Spencer about at Suda Crew about it, and you know the company that, that developed what they did so far, and he was super bummed. And I, I felt really bad actually because it's not like they did a bad job developing it. It's just that we did a poor job, or I did a poor job, <clears throat> really nailing down what needed to be built. And so, like, you can have the best, you know, the the, the smoothest experience for the wrong. I don't know how to say it. How do, you, how do you say this? Like, you could build the best possible solution, but if it's the wrong solution. It's not going to work. And and when you're doing business and especially online business, you can't be, um, you can't be solution in a, what is that called? You have to be solution agnostic, basically. You can't be attached to one method of solving a problem because that's where you get in trouble. And so I think a lot of people who would may, may potentially be in our shoes where maybe they had already invested a ton of money into something and it was, turns out to be like totally wrong, you know, you have to be brave enough to just say, yeah, that was that sucks. Like that's a lot of money. I could have bought my wife a car. Uh, could have put a down payment on like some kind of investment property that I wanted to do. But it, it's the more it's more important for me to get this business working rather than just to try to hammer a square peg into a round hole. And so, going back to Brown Zero, uh, building this thing again. I'll get into what I'm going to be doing soon. But I think first of all, we should kind of talk about some of the lessons you could learn from this experience of mine, a uh, pretty painful experience. And so you don't repeat these mistakes because actually you think it's like, oh, you, it, you may think like, oh, Ryan's an idiot. You know, like who who puts that kind of money into something and, you know, like uh, just throws it away. And, and actually it's a lot, not not as uncommon as you would think. You know, I can name two people off the top of my head, like Andrew Warner of Mix, Mixergy.com talked about how he spent, I forget, it was hundreds of thousands of dollars, I think, of trying to build a site without validating it with customers. And he is someone who had already built a multi-million dollar company prior, which I've never done. And also Heaton Shah and his partner, Neil Patel, who I've, I mentioned Heaton Shah in the, the last episode, someone that I really respect. And I really respect what Neil is able to do too, as far as on the SEO front and marketing. Um, they also, they, they talk about how they spent a million dollars trying to get a company off the ground and they had basically nothing to show for it either. So it's not like, a, it's, it's an unfortunate fact that uh, this is something that people just tend to do. Like, and there's some reasons why. I was trying to come up with reasons why I did this. And so one of the things was it's, it's really easy to fall into the trap of potential. You know, the app's potential is always very alluring. 
you know, when we're when we're planning out and specking out this thing, it's like, holy shit, you know, like if 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 a hundred people book a lesson, you know, it's so much, and you know, we know that customer behavior is because we we talk to like all these teachers that once they get a student, they keep them on for eight months, and so you have like a high LTV even though the commission is low, and so it's really easy to fall into this like, oh, if this happens, then this is gonna happen, then this is gonna happen, and this potential trap. Where you just where you're so focused on the potentiality of an app that you lose focus of the reality of your situation, and that you're going to need to like build it and get customer one, customer two, customer three, and you may uh, without validating that validating the idea, it's it's a very real possibility that you're not going to be able to get it to that point where you're you're projecting to and you're looking at the potential of the app. So one thing is you know. Don't uh, fall into that trap, the potential thing. Another thing is, I've talked about this in the last episode, is that always, always, always validate your idea or try to invalidate your idea more so before you build anything. And I, I mean, really build anything. Um, we should have like, uh, like I said earlier, mark, market cycles change, um, customer demands and wants, desires change. And so we, we really needed to have gone back and, even if we had some some signals from the past that this is something that people who have paid us money wanted, um, and 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 to be fair, like I, I may continue doing this, and I may find that you know people are majority want to still learn songs, but it's 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 not seeming that way so far from the people that I've talked to. So, like I said, I have to talk to more people. But um, yeah, you need to you need to truly invalidate your idea or validate your idea before you take any action. And I'll link to a great. Um, podcast episode recently uh it was i don't know when it was done but this is somebody that i really really respect as far as like someone who i think knows knows exactly how to build a business a bootstrap business online his name is rob walling and he has a podcast called startups for the rest of us and he's a really big on self-funding self-funded startups he's built multiple companies and although they may not be like you know huge multi-million dollar companies he knows how to get something from zero you know zero to making tens of thousands of dollars a month. And that's, if you can get from zero to ten, tens of thousands of dollars a month consecutive, uh, multiple times, you know what you're doing. And so he has an episode of his podcast where he talks about, I just listened to it today actually because I needed to listen to it, when to stop trying to validate your idea, you know, and, uh, or when to give up on your validation. And so I'll link that up below. Take a listen to that if you're, if you're looking for ways to start um, validating your, your idea and what to look for and what, when to know that you're not uh, on the right track. Um, also, another thing to keep in mind, or I just for like what happened to us is that kind of hubris got in the way and it clouded our judgment a little bit. You know, we had a little, we have a little bit of success with Ukulele Underground, and we're like, oh yeah, you know, there's a bunch of things that you know if you listen to that podcast, I'm gonna link to down below. Uh, he says like these things are like non-starters if you're bootstrapping, like you don't build. Uh, a marketplace because uh, you have to essentially do the marketing for both both channels. You have to get critical mass amount of users, and that usually takes funding because you need to do heavy marketing and have re really developed feature sets on both sides. It's so, like the general rules for bootstrapping is, you know, you 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 target you don't target co consumers. Uh, you don't target consumers. You 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 target small to medium sized businesses that have short sales cycles. You um, you don't do marketplaces. That's like a huge no-no because you, it's, it costs a, a lot of time investment to build both ecosystems developmental-wise. Developmental like, you know, you got to develop 
um, both sides of the equation. Plus, you got to do the marketing to get both sides of the equation in, the chicken and the egg problem. <clears throat> and also, like, um, the consumer side is the churn rates are always higher. The customers are always more, not not difficult, but to say, but, you know, like, you, you, you create a SaaS app for a small to medium-sized business. That once they get on it, they never leave, essentially, unless you really screw things up. Like, for Ukulele Underground, we use, like, a ton of SaaS apps that, once we set it up and we just set it and forget it and we'll, I'm happy to pay them whatever they're charging every month just because it's so invaluable to their business. And so these, these are all like rules of thumbs that we broke when we came up with Lesson Underground. And it was just hubris because Ukulele Underground has like a little bit of traction and it's working a little bit and, you know, a little bit of success. And we're like, you know, shit, we, we did consumer thing, you know, haha, like we, we know what we're doing consumer, but it's just... For general bootstrapping advice, you know, stick to Rob's recommendations where you're targeting SMBs, simple um, transaction scheme, meaning you're not taking a commission. That's another thing we make, like, you know, taking a commissions is um, to get a high LTV of that, you need a really, really, a really long um, user lifespan. And it, it, we broke just a bunch of rule, general rules. And so don't do that if you're, you're looking to do this. And so basically, where do we go from here, from this incredibly uh, disheartening? Actually, you know, like I'm actually, I'm not that, I'm excited still because talking to these customers, it was, it was like a bittersweet thing because they, they essentially told us, like, build this and we'll, we're going to pay, you know, this is something that we want. But it's just like going back and reevaluating how we're doing stuff. My goal from here on is basically... I just really got to, we got to, we got to simplify our idea down to like a bare bones minimum and just create something that is very simple. Almost, it has to be binary, I think almost. Maybe we can figure out commissions, but it doesn't really seem like maybe even commissions is the right thing. I got to, I got to go talk to more people, but you know, just boil it down to simplest form that's very useful and has a great customer experience. And so, um, yeah, basically just starting from zero, launching a true MVP again, like I talked about in the the last episode, you know, kind of building on that. Um, have a much simpler income structure, so at least until we can recoup a substantial portion of what we've already invested. Uh, we, we can't, it's not that we can't afford to spend more money, it's just that we shouldn't really spend more money until we know that, you know, like this is something that's working. And I think we can get to the point where we have strong indicators that something is working without having to spend much more money. You know, I can, we can hack something together. And also, I think I need to start talking to the teachers a lot more now because maybe the commissions or maybe the income structure should be more towards the teacher's end, you know? Maybe it's like, maybe we got to build a business off referrals or build a business off something else. We got to keep our, our minds open to um, all kinds of possibilities now. And so... That's something I'm going to start doing. So as far as what I'm going to be working on this week, it's pretty much the same thing. I'm, I think I might even dedicate the whole month of January, what's left of it, just to trying to talk to as much people as you as I can, um, both on the teacher side and student side. And so one of the interesting things, this is kind of like a weird thing that's popped into my brain. Like, But one of the people that I talked to um, was pretty interesting is that he said, this is something that I would have never really thought of, but it makes complete sense because I, I've experienced this myself. He said, you know, I took a look at the teachers that you have on your site now, and I don't want to take lessons from any of those guys because they're way too good. It makes me I'm too intimidated to take lessons from somebody like that. I want someone who's 
you know, good, but not like that good where I feel intimidated and embarrassed at how bad I am. And I was like, I had never even thought about that. You know, like I, this whole time I was, I was trying to get like, I'm only going to bring on the best of the best, you know, teachers. And if you look at the teachers who we have on the site now, they're all phenomenal players. Like you watch, you could watch any of them and be like, wow, that's pretty impressive. But I never thought about it. But when I thought to like, you know, me trying to learn Japanese, for example, like I'm going back to the beginner mindset, like it's really, really intimidating talking to someone who's, whose native tongue is Japanese, but is fluent in English. And that's the equivalent of basically what, you know, these like Trey Taradas are and Bryson Passion, I don't know how to say his name, Kyle Ferruccio is like, they're, they're like fluent in ukulele. And it's re- it is actually really intimidating. So that's something that I never even thought of. But anyways, so what I'm working on this week is going back, trying to, trying to talk to more people, more students that sign up for Lesson Underground, trying to get more of them on. There's, there's this guy that I just emailed today and he emailed me back. So I'm probably going to get him on, try to get him on a call. And also trying to talk to more teachers and maybe even go outside the um, teachers that we have now. Because I kind of mentioned in the prior episode, you know, like maybe these teachers, of course I'm going to talk to everybody I have now, but maybe I need to go outside our sphere of influence for ukulele underground. Like a lot, I I have a feeling that maybe some of these people that are signed up for teachers signed up because of, you know, they know who I am and who ukulele, what who ukulele underground, what ukulele underground is, and that maybe kind of influenced them into, you know, oh yeah, you know, like ukulele underground and anything that they do, I'm just, I'll give it a go. But it's not like they're they saw it like as a, you know, I think our brand, the ukulele underground brand, may have like. Uh, interfered with true signals. So I think maybe what I'm going to try to do is I'm going to try to find a bunch of other teachers that have no connection to us at all, you know, basically just go out and find music teachers out there and then try to find their pain points. And uh, I, I, have, I have some assumptions again. I know that there are assumptions. And so I guess what I'm going to try to do is invalidate that these assumptions that, that maybe teachers are going to be willing to pay to acquire students, you know, if they don't have enough students, maybe they'll be willing to pay to acquire students. Or maybe what they need is some kind of like schedule management thing or maybe what they need is some kind of place where they could just find students really quickly if they needed a student you know and um so so that's what i want to do now this this next week i'm still going to try to keep talking to students because the general rule of thumb when you're doing uh idea validation customer development i think i probably already said this in this episode already but i can't remember it's like you keep talking to people until the answers all start to sound the same meaning you've heard pretty much every possible permutation of the questions that you're asking. And um, by the way, if you're interested in learning how to uh, do these kind of things, customer development, idea validation, I'll, I'll link up um, a book below that's kind of like a Cliff Notes version of Steve Krug's book. It's pretty useful. That's for more customer development, but the same kind of like mentality-wise where you're not trying to influence the person, you're not trying to get... Uh, you're not trying to sell something. You're not trying to uh, validate something for, to yourself for your own ego, basically, to prove that you're right, you know. Um, I'll link that up. And also, I'll link up a blog post by, I don't even know who this guy is, but I just found this blog somehow when I was trying to find um, the, how, what steps I should do. I'm, I'm a big fan of just-in-time knowledge. So when I need to learn something, I'll just, like, try to search for it and find something that's uh, applicable. And so I found this guy's blog post. I wish I remember his name, but I'll link it up below really good detailed post about what he did to talk to a, like five, I think it was like 500 of his paying customers. And so I basically just copied what he did and used similar scripts and um, kind of made it my own, but you know, kind of uh, 
it's a really, it was a really good resource and a really, really um, informative read. So I'll link it up below too, if you're interested in doing this kind of things. And if you have a startup that you're trying to, to trying to get going, this is what you got to do. You got to start going out and talking to customers. So that's, that's basically it. Talking to more people this week, maybe for the whole month of January, just talking to as much people as possible, really nailing down. Um, one of the benefits also for this is you, you really nailed down your messaging as well. So if you can explain your customer's problem to them better than they can, you know, it's much easier to sell them on what you're trying to sell. So um, just talking to more people, find out what problem that they're trying to solve um, and try to figure out a way that's an effective way for us to, to solve it for them that we can do in a very bootstrapped mentality way. And so that's about it. If you have any comments or questions or anything, feel free to leave it in the comments below on the blog or just email me, ryan.isaki at gmail.com. And um, yeah, like I, I, if you, if you, also if you're working on something, please share that too in the comments because I think that'll be awesome if we can build some kind of community here. Maybe in the future, I, I don't, this is just a WordPress bare bones blog. Maybe I'll put in some kind of like forum thing in the future where it, I think it'd be really cool to kind of create a place where these, we have all these people in Hawaii who are just interested in building, building businesses and are not so much concerned with the noise of funding. And I'm getting a phone call right now. Um, not so much interested in the noise of funding and, you know, all that distractions of accelerators and things. And they just want to build real products for people and sell it to them and solve people's problems, you know, and not just so much caught up in the hype of, excitement of that kind of stuff so yeah any kind of things you have an idea share it below comments or questions share below tell me i suck at this and want to tell me you know i'm not really good at i'm not really an entrepreneur that's fine too you know i i i actually enjoy this kind of stuff now I, maybe i should talk about meditation in a future episode and how that's helped me become better and more comfortable at doing this kind of stuff because talking to people did not come naturally to me at all and uh it actually held me back for a long time. And I think meditating uh, kind of helped with that. Just in weird, uh, you, you just judge yourself less, I guess. I, it's kind of a, digre a huge digression, and I, I don't want to talk about that today. But anyways, I'll talk to you guys next week, and we'll see where we're at next week.